Hey, 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 what's up, guys? It's Finn here and Adler from the Best You Nation, your host on this podcast that can be found pretty much anywhere you can think of where any podcast is available. So that could be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, YouTube, mm-hmm. iHeartRadio, you name it. Um, real quick, before we get going into anything, we also just want rules. Housekeeping rules. Housekeeping rules. Right, housekeeping rules. We uh, have an Instagram, and that is the best you nation. Very easy and peasy to find. You have Adler, who's at 24 hours in a day on Instagram, and it's Team 24. I think last week I screwed it up. So it's Team 24 for TikTok. Not 24 hours a day, right? It's a little different. Yeah, it's Team 24 hours. Okay. So it's a little different on TikTok. It's Team 24 hours. And then, of course, on Instagram, just 24 hours in a day. So... Before we get going, uh, we want to say thank you to every single one of you guys uh, for helping us make this podcast possible. You know, a lot of people have kind of taken the initiative to make this part of their week, part of their day. Some people stack these episodes, uh, listening to them like in bulk. Some people listen some week by week. Some of them like to start from scratch. Some like to revisit. So for all you guys out there who have been with us since day one, have joined us this year, this past year. Whenever you've been part of the Best Your Nation family, we just want to say thank you and share a large amount of gratitude for every single one of you guys. And of course, last but not least, want to give a shout out to Adler for just being an awesome host, awesome friend, awesome brother for making this podcast possible. Because quite frankly, I tried this on my own. I say that a lot, but I tried this on my own. It wasn't meant to be. And here we are for almost, <clears throat> almost four years later. We are on the on the road for success. Yeah. And um, well, is there anything else that I miss anything? Just for groundkeeping? Uh, no, I mean, hey, I, I appreciate you uh, for giving me a shout out. And if you think about it, you're the original. Um, you created it. And the only thing I did was just come in and uh, just like add a little, add a little one-two punch to it. You were the no, f- it's more than that, man. I, I mean, I obviously I started off with I had a goal in mind, um, and it just. I needed it. I needed to, I was too narrow minded with it and it didn't, you know, have enough pizzazz. And, uh, when we, you know, like left brain and right brain, like we've talked about before in the past, um, it has given us the opportunity to make this podcast successful. Now for some of you guys who are watching this on Spotify, which by the way, is Apple podcast listeners, you guys are ruling it when yep. it comes to listening to podcasts. Sorry for everybody else out there who's not listening on Apple Podcasts. The numbers are the numbers. You can't make them up. No. I I uh, I will say right now we have witnessed Apple Podcast is in number one. Um, I'm actually looking up the stats real quick. We have a few minutes to just kind of do some groundbreaking end of the year wrap-up stuff, which is, by the way, is kind of what we're doing. Adler, we talked about this kind of really quick and sounds mm-hmm. like you're on board. And obviously one of the things about us is we like to kind of sometimes be spontaneous um, but I do want to share with you, um, mm. geographically speaking, we have our top five countries, which to me is kind of interesting. Know that the U.S. is number one, Jamaica is number two, Puerto Rico is number three, United Kingdom is okay. number four, and India is number five. And then from there, you have Germany, Ireland, South Africa, Taiwan, Canada, France, New Zealand, Australia, Lebanon, Dominican Republic, Japan. Brazil, Austria, Norway, Mexico, Philippines, Nigeria, Belgium, Guatemala, Senegal, Morocco, Sweden, Kenya, Switzerland, United Arab Emirates, Bahrain, Portugal, Italy, Spain, Ecuador, Israel, Pakistan, and Bangladesh. Didn't Sorry. even know. I, I didn't even know anybody listened all the way out in Bangladesh or or Israel or or like Senegal or anything like that. Yeah, so, no, me too. But can't lie to you. You that, see those no, countries. Yeah, I, I see it, man. I, I'm just saying that's kind of cool. Uh, I didn't know, like, and this is this is the thing about like podcasting. I, I enjoy uh, a lot about is podcasting is a a form in which you can have whatever audience that you're looking for, and like, you know, we. I don't think you and I ever really set out for all right. Hey, this is our demographic, so this is our core demographic. Let's key in on this. At one point. We had, um, I think it said 70% of our listeners were women. And then over I can actually time, give you an update on that. Okay, yeah. Over time, so I think it's kind of evened out. Over the years, so originally we used to, remember, we used to be mostly 
uh, dudes listening to our show at the beginning. Uh, and it's taken a turn. So for over the last four years, the balance at this very moment as of right now, today, 65% of our listeners are female. Yep. And 35% are male. And it, it, it fluctuates. So this is an average between all the years from 20 or 2019, 2020 to yeah, 2019 to right now. Yeah. Um, obviously, sometimes in my when I look at the statistics, our 30 day, we have like 90% men, 10% women, but it averages out. Um, and then, of course, majority of our listeners are anywhere between the age of 28 to 34 years old. I just wanted to throw that out there real quick before you can before you were to continue. <clears throat> That that's uh my demographic. What's that? I said that's my demographic. Twenty eight to uh, thirty four. Yeah, it's, it's the p- so and, and like I said, and it's actually this is actually cool because this is going to tie into what we're talking about today. Because one of the things that we all do, no matter how old you are, you're going to get older. And as you get older, you're also transitioning from one year to another year, and that is kind of what's going to tie into today's topic. Uh, so to do that, uh, we also need to talk about. Again, coming back to where our listeners are, Apple listeners, Apple podcast listeners, you guys are dominating the podcast realm. Um, as far as our listening here is 81% of you guys, 81% of our listeners are from Apple podcast and Spotify listeners, you guys have an opportunity here in 2024 to step up your game uh, because we obviously we have a competition. But it's a competition. It's not a competition. It's well. It's like what is that? It's, it's like when they say, "Tell me it's a competition without telling me it's a competition." So, yeah. for my Spotify, for all of our Spotify listeners out there, you guys, we love you, but we need we need you guys to step up your game. And I'm not asking you guys to do this overnight, but five percent, okay, five percent of our global and national here in the U.S. popular, you know, listening, five percent of you guys. Our Spotify listeners, and then the rest, like fourteen percent, includes the Amazon, iHeartRadio, Pandora, that Audible, all, yeah. Audible, all yeah. inclusive into that other fourteen percent. So, what does this have to do with anything we're talking about today? So, number one, first of all, I want to say we've had a really like a awesome awesome year. Um, which, by the way, Zadler, our uh, I think Apple or no Apple doesn't do this. Spotify does something called a wrap up. You know, like yeah. the music that you listen to, how many minutes you listen to. Correct. Last year, I don't remember if you remember this. I posted this on our Instagram that we were in the top thirty percent most played podcast of twenty twenty two, and it's kind of wild to think that our podcast is circulating around the podcast realm and like the landscape and the digital. Uh, the podcast landscape, I should say, not the digital landscape. So hopefully this year, as our, I think it comes out at the end of this month or at some time by yeah, the, it'll, it'll, I think it comes out like right before Christmas. Right uh, before, I remember, right. I remember doing it like right before Christmas, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. So that will tell us a little more about Spotify's experience, but um, I want to, how, how do I want to tie this in today's conversation? Well, you probably are wondering, well, Finn, just hop on this, man talking about it for the last eight minutes of, this, of the show get on it talk about it and i do i want to share with you how all of these statistics of our podcast have anything to do with today's topic and that is to focus on the fact that we set out to have goals right we have a mission in mind and that is to help people become successful so one of the things that i started doing is writing some notes down about goal setting and how 2024 is right around the corner. We're a little bit over a month away. People are getting a little intimidated, a little nervous. People are getting a little freaked out. No need to be freaked out. Um, this is kind of why we're doing this because our wrap up is for everybody on all platforms from Apple Podcasts all the way to our Audible listeners, by the way, is that's, you know, partnered with Amazon. Of course. So let's talk. <clears throat> looking back on the year, okay, one of the best things that I encourage people two times a year on your birthday and at the end of the year to reflect how far you've come. So one of the things that I like to do is, you know, talking about writing down, jotting down, journaling what you've accomplished this year, things that you're look that you weren't necessarily, you didn't meet, or maybe you were a little bit short of your goal and see how you can adjust yourself to be more prepared for next year. Obviously, there was like some goals to kind of parallel us back to our podcast. There are things that we had in mind and plan. 
obviously we we actually set a goal i don't remember if you i don't know if you remember this but in december of last year around this time we said let's try to grow our spotify listening base mm-hmm. yeah i don't actually, think it's anybody but this it didn't go up it, it kind of stagnated and so that's why kind of we're like hey anybody who's out there listening to spotify take the opportunity to step up your game a little bit because you don't know what's in store um big things are happening in 2024 with the podcast on our end as far as where the recording platform with riverside that's partnered with spotify and of course spotify for podcasters which used to be anchor we are going places we've never been before and i think that's the part that sets us for another opportunity so what i'm trying to say is goal setting is an important opportunity for us to get ready okay it gives you an outline it gives you the opportunity to reflect it also gives you the opportunity to look for specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, time-bound goals. This is called SMART goals. So essentially, when you find something specific, whether it be one or two or three things, making sure that it's measurable. Okay, And I won't go too far into detail because I want to hear what you have to say to this and kind of start adding to it. And making sure the goals are achievable. Now, obviously, achievable doesn't mean that you're not going to be – that you're always going to reach the goal. I mean, achievable is yes, that's the goal, but sometimes you fall a little bit short. So that's why you take the opportunity to reflect on the year, rearrange your thoughts, rearrange how those goals can be met and try a little bit better next time for the following year. Obviously relevant. We've actually talked about this, making sure your goal is relevant. So like, for example, for me to get into nursing school, applying for nursing school is a goal because it's relevant to the goal to become a nurse going through school, right? Um, and then, of course, time setting a time, understanding where you're going, how much time you're going to invest into getting to your uh, your goal or goals as a whole. So I don't want to go any further. I want to hear what you have to say, whatever you want to throw into the mix of this, because I've been talking for a hot minute. So I want to hand off the mic to you to start pouring in your knowledge, because you have a lot of it, man. So, um. You know, uh, I, I appreciate you for saying that. I don't, I don't necessarily think that um, I have a lot of quote unquote knowledge, but more so, um, but you, you just do. kind of, you kind of like start to realize that life is just a series of patterns. It really is because whether or not it, it the same situation comes up, you know, two days, three months, five years from now. It's usually the same scenario over and over again, and you just ha- it's going to keep on presenting itself until um, you find a way to overcome it. And what I mean by that is, like, for example, um, in my 20s, um, one of the biggest things was um, being on the quote-unquote scene and partying and, um, like, basically you wanted to create a, a pretty good persona or um, one of those, like, fun personas where people wanted to – either hang out with you at um at a club get invited to VIP and you know stuff like that. So and what I what I mean by that is like you start to kind of see um how the priorities when you're younger they start to shift, they start to change. So meanwhile like if you would ask like me 8 years ago what's probably the most important thing, I probably would have told you something superficial like you know, going out on a Friday night and making sure that we have a quote unquote lit time, you know, and, um, you know, there's nothing wrong with having the occasional time to celebrate. But uh, the one thing that I've I've learned now is just like you, what are you celebrating? Like you can't celebrate every week because what are you celebrating exactly? And it's not like, you know, we're we're making a whole bunch of um, good business ideas or emotionally growing or anything like that. It, it's one of those things where y- you kind of start to realize that you're just doing the same thing over and over again. And now you want more meaning, more value from life and more value you want to add to the people around your life. And that's what I mean by it's the same thing that presents itself over and over again. Like there's going to be always energy. Um, I think they call them energy demons or 
energy vampires energy vampires yeah yeah they suck um, energy. That just drain your energy and they come in multiple different forms they can come in the form of like tv netflix instagram like scrolling on instagram uh it can come in uh, multiple different forms that they, they can come harmless or it can be uh something that can actually be fundamentally bad for your health um like you know smoking cigarettes or drinking too much so um just over time i've realized that like i want to be the type of person that when you meet you're like huh why does he do this he's he's a little different and not in like a bad way just more so it's like okay hey i see that he he views and sees life in a very different manner and i want to be part of it and so um the transition between like um I think they call it taking inventory. That's basically what you described. You you talked about like going over like the year and kind of like looking at like the goals and everything that we've accomplished uh, throughout the year. So ones that we've been successful with and ones that we haven't been successful with. This is called taking inventory. So um, the, one of the ways that you can hold yourself accountable and uh, find a way to accomplish more goals is taking inventory and going back and looking like what did you do right and what did you do wrong? And finding a way or a strategy to come up from that moment on to improve or to be better. And that's been like an ongoing struggle for us, I know, um, which I, I, I have a running theory as to why um, our listeners are predominantly women or, or more, than, more than men, is there's a lot of times where we get on this platform and we're like, it's almost like we're uh we're emptying out some or we're airing out some dirty laundry or emotional baggage emotional baggage that's just weighing down like heavy on us and it's not stuff that just you and I struggle with it's stuff that other people struggle with too but the fact that we're like out in the open we're not hiding it because a lot of guys unfortunately they have this idea is that if you share your emotions you're weak and I don't necessarily think, like, I, I understand the train of thought because when you start to open up and you express your emotions, you're now giving whoever it is that you're talking to the tools to break you down. No matter what, no matter how you look at it, that's really what you're doing while sharing information. And right. I think that the, there actually holds power on what information that you, pres you allow people to know about you. Because you can attack me one way, but I'm not going to give you every single way to attack me. So I might talk, like, I might come on here and I, I might um, speak about, like, an insecurity or something that um, bothers me. But I'm not going to give you the whole game plan. That's just, like, level one stuff. And, you know, to my, like, to my earlier point, the stuff that we talk about are things that we naturally struggle with on a day-to-day -day basis that we're getting better with handling and managing. Like it's, it's not like it, it's, it's taken a lot of practice to even get to the point where we're comfortable talking about these things. So if somebody were to try to use whatever I said on this show, like against me, that's okay. Like you could use it. I mean, it's, it's, it's part of my history. I can't like deny it, but at the same time, I've been fundamentally fighting this specific topic or whatever it is that I've been struggling with for years. You're, it's going to take a little bit more effort on your part in order to derail me. That's just kind of like. Uh, just to add to that, I think, I think one of the things that you have to look at too, and, and this is something that people who may even listen to this may feel the way that you're feeling about how we may take something and not to go off track, but just to kind of just add to what you're saying here. You we're mentioning the whole concept of people using like part of your insecurity or story or part of a piece of, of whatever we've talked about here on our platform. Every week we come here, we record an episode and yes, us two guys, you know, we go through life just like everybody else, but I think more people can relate to it. The, the challenges is that men, uh, we are, we are, t we tend to be more egoistic so if another guy is telling you, hey, it's okay to be emotional, be, be vulnerable, it, it's like a, it's a jab to the ego. And so it's harder for them to accept the fact that it is okay. And that's the whole premises of this whole podcast. Our goal was when we walked into this is how can we affect 
as many people as possible? How can we reach and change yeah. people's lives day by day, week by week, year by year? And that doesn't happen overnight. And that kind of like leads to my next thought is the fact that you have to be able to break down large goals. I think people get overwhelmed. People get discouraged. People don't know how to manage or handle the emotional attachment to the big goals that they have in mind. One of the biggest goals I think everybody in the world has at some point experienced in life is going to the gym, start a new year. We talk about this example every single year, but it's a good one because I personally experienced it. You the personally New Year's resolutions. It. It's the New Year's resolutions, but it's a specific yeah. resolution that a lot of people try to resolve, but it actually always goes un unfinished. So is mm. it really a resolution or is it just a revolving door? Because you're continuously doing the same thing over and over and over again, like you mentioned earlier. But because you set the goal, of, I want to lose 30 pounds instead of looking at it at, well, let me see if I can lose five pounds and then move from there, breaking down that 30 pound goal. Because 30 pounds is a small number if you consider it versus, uh, you know, when you're pressing bench pressing or when you're doing leg presses. 30 pounds to, compared to 500 pounds, that's a big difference. But when you're thinking about losing 30 pounds, that's a lot of weight compared to losing two or three pounds. It's, it takes a little longer and everyone's body is different. But our mindset, as long as we're consistent with it, you learn to find strategies to break things down, especially, especially by making them manageable. And, and so like one of the things that kind of goes with that and, and it's, it's the ability to have people in your life that keep you accountable. Like, you know, I think that's a yeah. big thing too, having the support system um, in hand and the value, the value of accountability. Okay. So let me talk about this for real quick. Yeah. Go ahead. Goals are sometimes viewed as milestones. You know, a goal in most people's eyes is considered to be a destination, the end. But a goal is just a miles a milestone. It's a it's a sector, a section of a race. So while people, yes, it is very easy to look at the end as the goal, like singular, looking at it as a plural word like goals multiple goals or sections along the journey you find yourself being less like less in, um intimidated and you feel like you know you're able to apply yourself in a way that if you don't um you know you start to lose traction and i think that's what's super important that's kind of was going back i'm sorry I, I was like losing my train of thought but i'm back at it so having that support and that accountability allows you to have kind of those bumpers and reminding you, hey, you know, you're doing this. Hey, you're doing really well with this. You're, you're working out. You're staying fit here. Um, you know, I went for a three and a half mile run the other day. And honestly, I'm not going to lie. Like, I, I, I openly speak about this because if I don't, then I feel like other people are going to miss out on it because there's people out there that are probably sitting here thinking, dang, it's nice to hear someone be able to share, uh, you know, what's on their thoughts and on their mind. And my thing is I haven't ran in a long time. I mean, I ran a couple months ago and I was getting going and then I kind of, I'm not gonna lie, I got a little lazy. And I'm not saying this to be like ashamed of myself, I'm just being honest because it happens. Uh, so I ran my first three and a half mile run in a long time. And prior to that, I did it on my Apple, did it without my Apple Watch. I know my run and I quit. And I'm only saying this because I, sold my, I, I, I sold myself short of my goal. And it was daunting because I was, I had a split second to figure out how do I, how do I keep myself in check here? I allow, I gave in, right? I gave in to my, my, uh, uh, you know what? And you only did two out of the three miles. So when I look at it now, right, just talking about, okay, this is a struggle that I had a couple months ago. I look at it now. Yes, of course I ran two out of three miles, but that's two miles that I did that I didn't do the day before, but I was hard on myself and it had affected me for several weeks until this past weekend where I actually ran. And you probably got a notification on your watch because I hadn't turned my watch on in God knows how long. You probably saw that I completed a three and a half mile run and it hurt really bad. I felt it. First, I put on some weight that I haven't wanted to add on, right? So yeah, I have goals. We always have physical goals, 
But instead of looking at this as like, oh, I got to shred all this weight and chop it off and let it just fly off and melt like butter. I looked at my three and a half mile run. This is one of the hardest things I've had to do. I know my mile time used to be seven and a half minutes. I know it was, and it was 10. I'm a little slower, but I stopped in the track of my thought process. I told myself, I have to stop worrying about the pace. Worry about the pace after you finish three and a half mile run a couple times because you have to get conditioned. And this is yeah. what this comes down. This is my final point just as a, as a whole. You have to condition your mind to prepare for a goal. And then when you've completed the goal, celebrate the goal so you look forward to that next opportunity. And so what I did is instead of focusing on, oh, man, my first mile was 10. Oh, my second mile was 10 and a half. Oh, my third mile was only like 12 because I got really slow and I felt it, dude. I felt it. I was going up on an incline. My legs are sore. I felt like I did leg day times too. And I told myself, I'm proud of you, Finn, because you completed the 3.5 miles, even though it took me a little longer than before. Mm -hmm. I had to stop focusing on the fact that I'm trying to be my mile time, trying to beat that mile time. Because quite frankly, I'm mm -hmm. not going to be at my seven and a half minute mile time until I've conditioned myself one mile at a time, breaking down those goals and then celebrating them. Because at the end of the day, if you don't celebrate your goals and putting an emphasis on your milestones, okay, then what's going to happen is you're not going to boost that esteem. You start to doubt yourself and you do what I did, which is, oh man, I didn't run fast enough. I didn't reach my mile time. I didn't even complete it. I was 60% complete. And now, you know, I got to put that in the book as partial, not completed. And yeah. so that's hard. That's, it's a mental, that's a mental battle you got to deal with when it comes to that. So this is just one of many examples, but, um, I wanted to share this because this was my most current event. This is something that I've kind of been trying to get back into it, uh, and get back into the gym and focusing on really toning and, and really preparing for my wedding. I know for our wedding, I think yeah. that, that is like my, that is the big goal. Now I got to break down that goal over the next several months to really start preparing myself to be in the best shape that I want to be and to look the best that I could possibly be by the time that I'm getting ready to marry my fiance. And so that to me, that to me right now, just talking about goal setting and being strategic, I'm sharing this with you because that is something that I want to get back to doing. I feel like I'm not yeah. at the place that I want to be. And that is why. Well, let me... Let me ask you this. I'm I'm curious. Um, this is just the um, you know, anal analysis that I'm 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 trying to take. You're saying that um, you want to run um, faster, and you want to run like you used to run, but want, instead of instead of focusing on this is where I used to be, it's more so like all right, just completing the actual hours or the miles yeah. itself, and. Right you know, getting the repetition in. Correct. So, this is the question I'm going to have for you, right? Mm -hmm. Why do you want to run faster and why do you want to lose weight? Well, partial is for the fact that I, I feel, I'll make it quick. I feel like uh, I've kind of lost track of my, my fitness goals and you know, obviously between studying and working and it just, you know, you, you, you prioritize what's important. And I think that, you know, working out is important. Staying active is important. Not that, you know, we eat horrible, but it's, it's something that I keep thinking about while I want to, I know what I want to be when I'm, you know, when the day of my, our, you know, our wedding. Yeah. And the only way to get there is to do something about it. And so it's not really about, let me, let me, let me quickly rephrase. It's not about being faster. It's about being able to see the incremental growth of knowing what my mile time is right now and getting it pretty yeah. close back to it. Cause I've always been, a, a, I've never been a distance runner. I've always been a speed runner. Anytime when I was in track, I always did the fast relays. I did the hundred meter, 200 meter dash. I'm a speed runner. I can run yeah. very fast, but I'm feeling it. And I don't want to be at 25 feeling like I'm 35. No offense. Nothing about being 35. I just, 
I don't want to be at that. Sorry, is that yeah. <laughs> just you, um, you? You insulted me without insulting me, I guess. <laughs> uh, no, what I'm saying is your body changes. Obviously, you know where you were at 25. I'm not. I, I can't speak on being 35, but people always say, "Oh, you're in your mid 30s. Everything goes downhill." I don't want to reach that uh, downhill. Reach that downhill when I'm like 90. I, I don't want to reach it when I'm in my 30s, like everybody else claims it's you, happen. You're good. You're good. Like I'm. I. To me, I'm I'm not even like offended about it. Um, the only reason why I asked you why is um, so I'm I'm reading this book called The Compound Effect, and it just talks about um, doing um, a lot of the positive actions, positive things in your life, and consistently doing them for an extended period of time, which lands you in this sweet spot called the compound effect, and um, the guy basically talks about like, Hey, if I were to say you have two options, I'm going to give you five or I think it's $10 million up front, or you can get a penny that doubles every single day for, uh, for the rest of your life. Most of society is going to say, Hey, let me get the 10 million straight up front. But looking at the penny as it doubles every single day by day, 30 you're up like somewhere around like uh i think it's like 170 million dollars versus mm -hmm. the 10 million dollars that you would have taken up front and um it, it, the book kind of goes into description of like when you're setting a goal you can't just set a goal and then just say okay this is the goal that's it let's go after it you have to understand why you're setting this goal and by having a healthy understanding as to why you're setting this goal that will help you last a little bit longer in your attempt or in your pursuit of accomplishing that goal. And so right. that's why I'm saying you need to figure out what is your burning desire for me, right? Today, um, uh, it's, I'm in the West Coast, so I'm like three hours behind on East Coast time. This morning when I got back home, I got up and I was like, all right, let me, let me go for a run. And I said, I want to run a minimum of three miles. And, you know, after you get out of work, so you're kind of tired. You're just like, I don't know if I'll make it, but let me just do a minimum of three miles. I ran those three, and then I said, you know what? I think I can make it to five. And then I ran those five, and I said, you know what? I ran five. I feel great. Like, I'm going on this runner's high now. I'm just going to add one more. And, it, like, my, my, like, I remember there, there, there comes a point, especially when you're doing anything physical, there comes a point when you start to ask yourself, if I quit right now, nobody would say anything. Nobody would know. So why don't I quit? And you start to have these overwhelming um, thoughts and this, con this internal monologue with yourself. And you're basically trying to justify and give yourself a reason to quit. And like, I remember th telling myself at like mile three, I said, you know what? The difference between ordinary and extraordinary is that little extra you put in. And so I started to list, I started just to, and this is just personally, but I started to think to myself, all right, <clears throat> of the people that you know, the people that you work with, the people that your family members, how many people would even have the audacity to go out when it's 42 degrees outside, it's windy, it's chilly, and say, I want to run after working 12 hours the night, like right before this. And I started thinking to myself, I was like, no, there's nobody. Nobody that I know wants to do this. And so I started to think to myself, all right, well, I'm tired. I don't feel like doing this. And so I'm, I'm just giving you a breakdown as to what my, my mind is telling me. And I'm like, I'm tired. I don't want to do this. But you know what? There's a lot of people out here who can't do this. So let's focus on, instead of focusing on what I want to do, let's focus on what this body can do. This 30 plus year old body that, and I tell myself, I'm like, all right, push. You don't have to go fast. Because for me, it's, I, I'm just like you. I have always been a speed runner. I've never been much, much for distance. But the one thing I do know about distance is distance doesn't lie. Meaning that you can't sit here in front of me and say, yeah, I can run 10 miles and I can run it at this pace. <clears throat> Distance doesn't lie. So if 
in order for you to be able to clock in that 10 miles, you have to consistently be running two, three, five, six, eight miles. You have to consistently be running these miles in order for you to even uh, attempt like a, a 13K, a 26K. Like these, these are things, um, or yeah, 26K, or, I'm sorry, um, a marathon and a half marathon. That's what I meant. Like you, you have to put in the miles before you even attempt to um, tackle that, that, that big, huge challenge that is an actual marathon. And so like one of the things I just keep telling myself, I'm like, all right, you're uncommon. It's okay. And you may not necessarily be an Olympic runner. You, you're not going to be, you know, an Olympic, you know, athlete like Usain Bolt or Michael Phelps. But here in this arena, it's the arena in your mind. Your mind is telling you to give up. The only way that you win is if you force your mind to go longer than it thinks it's capable of going. And so I ran like, I think I ran like six miles. My average pace, not, it's not fast. It was like probably like nine minutes, nine seconds, but six miles. And you're doing that consistently like over and over again. Over time, if I do that for one year, my body's going to get used to running six miles. Then I don't even have to necessarily focus on the pace. It just starts to pick up on its own. And that's one of the things that I've I've noticed, at least for for me, at the my Nike run app, it shows like year by year how many miles you put in, how many runs you've done, like what's your average pace, like the whole nine yards. This year is the most amount of miles that I've logged in. And I think I'm like like three 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 ten three twelve something somewhere on there for the for the whole entire year, which is well short than my initial goal for the year my initial yeah, goal I remember, for the year, I remember your goal was like yeah. a thousand my initial goal was to try to hit a thousand yeah, um, I, remember. I pulled my groin somewhere in like may june may. And it took me a little bit before I started running until like September. And um, one of the things that also like I, I went back, you know, taking inventory like we were just discussing. You go back and you look at what worked, what didn't work and how to be better. And I noticed that in the months where it was cold, I did not get outside. I created the excuse of, oh, it's cold. I don't want to do it. And so I didn't go out. And so, yeah. So, and, and that's, 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 if you think about it, that's really honestly a weak excuse because I could have easily went to a treadmill. I could have went and done it inside, but I just chose, ah, no, it's okay. I don't have to do it. And not to say that it didn't work out. It's just that I, I gave myself excuses. And so I'm not going to hit my metric for a thousand miles in uh, a year. It's disappointing. It's sad. It's uh, upsetting. But at the same time, I can say this. It, if for <laughs> progress for the sake of progress, this is the most amount of miles I've ever ran in my whole entire like this this year alone was the most amount of miles I've ran in my whole entire life, and so it's either I can get disappointed and say, "Oh, okay, well I didn't hit it, so never attempt this again," or you roll this over until next year and you say, "All right, next year we're gonna try to get closer to this, and we're gonna make the goal four digits," and I'm not going to stop and I'm just going to keep on trying to accomplish that as long and as best as I can. So um, that's just kind of like where my mindset is now. It's not necessarily, not ne- I, I don't view goals as a failure per se, because it's only a failure if you've given up. So even if it takes me five years to hit that four digit mark, like that a thousand mark in one year, that's still four years, five years of work that I'm putting in on trying to improve. I never gave up. And it's kind of like having the tortoise and the hare approach. The tortoise is trying to go boom, 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 done fast versus the, or I'm sorry, the hare. The hare is, you, you know what I'm saying? The hare is trying to go boom, 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 fast and trying to get everything as quick as possible versus the tortoise. The tortoise is just going to say, all right, hey, it is what it is. I have nothing like I have no wow factor in terms of like my goal, but I'm going to just stick with it and I'm going to stick with it long enough and see how my progress tracks. And so um, like, especially when it comes to goals, you can't get 
you can't get caught up on like I, I have this illustrious goal and I'm going to hit this because I want to. You have to figure out why you want to do it. And for me, my own personal reason why I want to do this is because I don't have kids yet. I don't have children yet. And let's face it, I'm going to be, quote unquote, as Phil, Finn has successfully said, I'm going to be that, that, that old dad that with the, that 35-year-old body, and I'm going to have kids. So these kids are going to run me ragged. Would you so stop? Anticipate. No, no I'm, I'm being so serious. I'm being so serious. I go out for runs specifically so that way I know that when I, I do have a family and I do have young ones one day, they can sit there and be like, oh, my dad, I can keep up with them. And also they're going to have to fight, fight like hell to keep up with me. I'm not going to, I'm not going to give it to them. Or like, Well, take them to Atlanta and have them run that hill that we did. Bro, this, the hills out here in California are, are worse. I don't, I don't like it. I, I, I prefer my flat Florida, like my, my running at a consistent pace. Like I don't, I hate climbing uphill, like climbing uphill really. Like the other day I went bike riding, I think. And like, it really had, like, I, I had to like talk to myself. I was like, bro, I'm tired. This is, this sucks. And like, I remember thinking to myself, I said, I, okay, maybe if I just stop now and I, I could just, you know, push the bike up and like get up to the top of the hill. And then I realized, I was just like, your brain is literally trying to give you an out. Your brain's trying to give you an excuse to quit an excuse to like, you don't have to go fast. You don't have to be the fastest person in the world, but you just have to accomplish it. Just complete it. And I said, all right, let's do it. And I, like, I just started just grinning because I was like, I'm suffering. This is terrible. But I did not stop. I didn't like get off the bike and push. I kept going and I was still able to like, at least here, the more victory in here, I won. You know, I, I won because I didn't give up. I didn't allow myself to stop. Even when like my heart is pounding and I looked at my watch, it's like 182 beats per minute. I'm like, this can't be healthy. This is like, I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm creating every excuse that I possibly can in order to stop. And I said, all right, forget about it. I'm just going to keep going until um, I made it to the top of the hill. And once you make it to the top of the hill, you kind of just coast on the way back down. And you, yeah. you, kinda, you get a chance to just kind of rejuvenate yourself a little bit, even for, even if it's a reprieve for 30 seconds, at least it's like, whew. I made it. Like this is great. Like uh I was looking at uh an article with uh Lance Armstrong. Like I get it, Lance Armstrong, he was defamed and like they took away his uh, tour de France because of like the doping thing. But outside of the doping thing, he talks about how like one of his weaknesses is the climb, right? And he's making this climb against these world class like climbers and he's riding his bike and he's I think they said that he was probably like three or four miles behind them. He even got separated from his team because usually whenever you do like these type of like racing things, like you have like your own team, you have your own team um, that helps you. Um, like they, they track you, they follow you, they um, give you water, nutrition, the whole nine yards. They they do all these like different things to just make sure that you're you're okay. It's like a systems check, right? He got separated from his team and he's climbing this 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 hill and he just starts saying to himself, I I don't have my team. I don't have all the equipment that I need. There's every excuse for me not to continue. And he still found a way to con continue pushing and until the point where he finally caught up with the two leaders that were in front of him. And he said that once he saw that he was passing them and there was no fight left within them, he said, I knew right then and there I wasn't going to stop and I was going to pounce because my job at that point, once I saw their body language and I saw that they had emotionally given up, was to create so much distance that there was no way on God's, God's given earth that they would ever catch up. And he was able to win. Now, all that other stuff with the doping and stuff, neither here nor there i'm just focusing more so on the competitor itself because if you really think about it lance armstrong he you know he gets he gets a bad name for like all that other stuff but nobody says anything to tom brady and he has the flake gate 
I'm just saying. We call Tom Brady the GOAT, and he has deflate gate where he deflated balls and he cheated, and it's been documented. But we still give him his championship, and it is what it is. All I'm saying is uh, a lot of the times it, it's so cliche. It's always you versus you. And you talk about how um, you set this goal, and you it's like your, your inner monologue telling you why you can't accomplish it, why you should quit, why you should rest. Why you should take the, take a, a second to just sit down and just appreciate like the progress. You're going to always give yourself an out. You're always going to give yourself an excuse. And the thing that you honestly really got to remember is you have to tell yourself what you're willing to do. You have to tell yourself, um, you have to tell yourself what you're willing to accomplish and what you're willing to go through in order to accomplish that goal. And once you decide, all right, this is my why. It's powerful enough. I'm going to commit to this. It doesn't matter how bad or how rough it might feel. You just keep attacking and keep going after it until there's nothing left. That's it, man. I mean, and and then just to kind of do a quick final wrap up as episode one of a couple for this, uh, or a, a few, I should say. Goals are important. Um, I think it's always important to kind of recap that as of the year. I think the biggest takeaway today is just to keep in mind that have an inventory list of what things you've got to, you know, come back to in the next year. For Adler, it's probably going to get those 1,000 miles by her foot. Figure it out. Um, but one of the biggest things I want you guys to take away, we want you to take away, is that you guys can set goals, be uh, be focused on them, but nothing can happen unless you set your mind to it and – um, obviously we want you guys to feel comfortable with making those strides. Uh, before we go though, uh, we just want to say thank you for tuning in today. Uh, I know, um, we kind of do this on a sporadic time throughout the week, but, uh, we hope that you guys will tune into next week because we're going to tie into another topic into today's topic. Either first of all, I want to say thank you, man, for everything you shared today, dude. You, like I said, you, now that you got me sitting here thinking, man, I probably should have never said anything about being third in your late thirties. I didn't mean it to be oh, so no, no. truly I'm, meant I'm it so that people have this this stereotypical age, like, oh, your metabolism yeah. slows down, no, no, life hey, harder and all. But it's uh, it's all in what you do and all the choices you make and how you reach those goals. So, uh, which by the way, set a goal this next year uh, to follow us. Um, you can do it now or wait till twenty twenty four. To, set a goal. to follow us, um, to tune in and, um, you know, follow us on Instagram and, and, right. and join us on this journey as you grow, as we grow. And, uh, you can follow us at the best you nation. Like I said, in the beginning, and you can follow Adler on his platforms, which are, um, 24 hours in a day on Instagram and team 24, um, on TikTok. So right. um, definitely just, you know, get, if you're looking for a, a dose of positivity, if you're looking for um, a dose of uh, motivation, inspiration, whatever, then definitely check out um, uh, our social media platforms and feel free to reach out to us. Like I always uh, enjoy when somebody's like, hey, you know what? I can appreciate the um, relationship topic that you guys had the other day. Um, it it's kind of unlocked uh, some things I didn't know about myself. And, you know, that, you know, that person just kind of just reached out just to say thank you and how much she appreciated um, just the weeks before um, episode. And, um, you know, it's, it's, we love to get the feedback and we love to um, be a part of your, uh, your week. And we want for you to not only, not only be part of your week, but we also want you to improve and to, um, be the dose of positivity for somebody else. Um, I will say this, um, and then after that, I'm I'm finished. I'm done with it. If you're listening to us and you're just like, well, this is just overwhelming. I don't really have, I don't know how to accomplish goals and I don't know how to set them and this and that and the third. The one thing I could tell you, and this is just something I do. I come up with a list of four to five things that I can accomplish every single day. And I come up with those four to five things and one of them is to give thanks and to be um, appreciative of life. That's one. Hmm. And as long as you're able to accomplish those four to five things, you're never going to feel like 
you didn't get the best out of your day. You're going to feel accomplished because you at least accomplished the the top four to five most important things on your list um, or MVP's most valuable priorities or whatever you want to call it. If you take the time to set those three to five different goals every day, then there's never going to be a point in time where you're going to feel like, I feel like I wasted a whole entire day. You're going to always feel like you're accomplishing something because you're hitting those top fives every single day. And they don't have to be like these crazy astronomically huge like goals. It can be simple goals such as, you know, making your bed, cooking dinner. Um, you know, one of mine is one of mine is practicing Spanish or getting some sort of financial news that can help nourish and, and boost my financial like uh my financial health. Um, working out for at least sixty minutes every single day, even if it means just taking a walk or just stretching on the floor. Sixty minutes every day, I want my body to go through something physical, something rigorous if at all possible just so it can say all right hey i'm whipping myself into shape i'm staying disciplined and I, for me i've noticed that like when i've been able to consistently hit those four or five things i feel com i have a sense of completeness i feel motivated and it helps me it just helps me um overall for um my my day-to-day -day battles and struggles so if there's one thing that you can take away is come up with a list of three to five things, and they don't have to be hard. Set them, make them your goals and your priorities for the day, and accomplish them every single day. You'll always feel like you had a decent, abundant day just by having those four or five things accomplished. That's it. That's all I got to say. I love it, man. And you know what? Let's do it this week. I'm going to write mine for next year. Or not okay. next. Year. Yeah. Well, actually, you know, how, how about this? We'll we'll set. Um, since we normally do like our goals and like wrap ups usually around this, let's come up with our our goals for next year, and we can write okay. it out. And we, and we can talk about it on the next episode. Exactly. We can unleash it for um next episode. Anyway, cool. we appreciate you. We love you. Be love the best of positivity for those around you. Remember, there are people that are suffering. And when things are going great for you, it might not be so great for somebody else. So reach out, send a smile some uh, to you know someone. Reach out to anybody you haven't talked to in a while. Wave, say hi. This is the holiday season, and there's a lot of people that are going through things that we have no idea what they're going through or struggling with. So reach out right. and be a part of this thing we call life. Be part of it. Be present. Um, take care. Happy holidays. Peace. Until next. Peace.